hello. Welcome to episode five of the Echo Chamber. What, what are we start? listening to? What are we listening to? <laughs> oh dear. Oh no, even worse. <laughs> I love a man who's proud of where he comes from. <laughs> so I love this mix that I made. I was just playing around in the computer and I noticed that Journey and 500 Miles by the Proclaimers uh, match perfectly in key and almost perfectly in beats per minute. So I'm like, oh, you know what? I'm just going to put these together. It really doesn't go, it just does not match the rest of the set at all. <laughs> <laughs> they just like they work together quite well, don't they? While I'm recording this, my kids are going bananas in the living room. Like they're kicking the football around, they're screaming so loud that I can't hear what I'm recording. I'm like, ah. So if it's uh, got some slight errors, it's because I have I am just randomly hitting play at some point. Like there. <laughs> no, it's alright, mate. I mean, this is one of the best things about it. It's like to the to the untrained ear, or also to people just having fun. No one like listening for for mistakes, you know. Like, yeah. But I think when you when you actually start DJing and you actually go and listen to other DJs, then it, it's it's a bit of a bit of a dilemma really because you need to switch off that part of your brain to enjoy the night like that part of the brain that's like trying to analyze all the mistakes or the mixes nice so i've got uh, my effects bar on my decks that i've been playing around with in this set and i'm also trying to do some game balancing so it wasn't wasn't easy uh, it also doesn't help that you may notice this is quite a fast set. Yeah, it started quite quick already. So this comes in at 135 beats a minute, and I don't think it slows down much from there. <laughs> It's so weird to think that that journey one in the background is uh, 135. Oh, it's not. It's probably 60. Whatever. Yeah. But you're running it in in the frame of a, a 135 beat song. Yeah. And I, I quite like the the old with the new kind of sound. Sometimes I think it can yeah. be quite effective. Yeah. Well, the the. the because me and Dave record these uh, echo chamber sessions two at a time each weekend, and then we both go away and work on the episode that we sort of lead on. And uh, it's funny you just said that you like that mix of old and new because in episode six, I sorry, I literally just stopped mid sentence then just to enjoy that drop. <laughs> I was like, and then <laughs> let me go back to what I was saying. But what? That was, I great. Think that was an absolutely fantastic <laughs> drop, Dave. And you saw on the video camera, was watching each other like me just 
Go a bit fucking mental. Um, anyway, so what I shot for this sentence, which I've now forgotten, the start of that sentence. <laughs> What was it? Next episode is episode six. Oh, that's it. Episode six. Yeah, so in episode six, I'm uh, I'm gonna use Rinker's birthday set, but two years on, so the one that I did for this year whilst whilst David's in China, um, and which has got like a because it's a birthday set of a of a woman whose name whose age will remain anonymous, um, but she uh, yeah she's like a, she like um likes a bit of the old man than you. But he's also like massively into EDM and stuff. Like EDM of the 1990s! <laughs> I think it's early 2000s. I love it. Oh, oh. So people are going to say, This is Dave, what were you thinking when you recorded this set? The, the journey I went on this, uh, this set was. I want to get better at DJing with faster stuff. My usual range is house music or, or kind of mainstream EDM stuff, which usually hits between 120, 130 beats per minute. So I went, nah, going faster. Went into my uh, Serato, sorted by beats per minute, and just started going through and finding songs that I remember from when I was younger, uh, like when I was in high school, and when I was working security when I was at university. Um, and when we first started DJing, we, we used a lot of the older songs as well. So I, I found a bunch of them. I found there's some Ali and Fila in here, uh, some Armin. Well, um, Armin's a very so I mean, you, I mean, he's classic sort of mid 30s to upper upper 30s trance. Like he's the he's the king. Yeah. That's 130 beats per minute, not age. I just say BPM is uh, and above. That's the only place he operates. <laughs> but it's a uh, trance heaven though, isn't it? It really is. No, I mean, this, even this song, like, I mean, it's a bit cheesy when you listen back to it, but like, the actual trance is still there. You can yeah. you can feel that in a nightclub. Especially this bit. It wasn't old enough. <laughs> So it's not easy mixing this because it's no. so quick. And compared I'm, to I'm wearing um, all like all covering earphones here, and that that next song you brought in is actually doing a bit of an 8D thing. It's uh, waving from one one to the other. Yeah. I don't know if everyone's, anyone's ever tried to do the uh, 8D sound versions of certain songs. It's quite interesting. I mean, it, it doesn't work in a in an outdoor setting, but in your earphones, it's quite an interesting sound. I just did a bit of that. Alice DJ. I'd like to get a. This is Alice DJ. Yeah. I'd like to get a bit of a left-right balance on my on my decks and get some of that AD effect, you know, yeah. moving things around. 
Yeah, I don't know, in a, in a live situation, I don't know if you can really achieve the same level of it. But obviously, you know, DJs have been waving between left and right for years. Or, or, like, it would just be, but like what we're you need about that surround with sound feeling. Substitute vocals. Sorry, go. With the substitute vocals, you can have the conversation with left channel, right channel. I think that would be quite effective if you had a, like a big stage. You could, yeah. you could have one song vocals coming at one side and one song vocals coming at the other. Yeah, that's a, that's a good idea. I might try that with the next set. I'm sure it's been done. Because you recorded this set today, right? Uh, yeah, about two hours ago. <laughs> just uh, pulled it out of here. <laughs> well, I got, so the day's been a bit mental. Well, let me let me break down my day for you. So, uh, unusually for, for Jen and I, we were asleep by half past 10 on a Friday night. So that meant I woke up my normal time of half past five in the morning. And like, the kids were still asleep, Jen was asleep, so I was playing around my phone. And I had a great plan for the day. I was gonna go out with my bike uh, for a couple of hours, come home, DJ for a while, and then we would record this. Yeah. Uh, it all went to pot by about 10 o'clock when I tried to DJ. Uh, I took the, took the boys down to their friend's house, like about six kilometers from where we live. My e-bike ran out of charge on the way back, so I had to push it to school, which is quite close, plug it in, and then get a taxi home. Got home, started, went to go recording, and my decks weren't working properly. They keep stuttering and jumping around, and they've been doing this on and off for a while, and thought, it's so annoying. Sorry, I just talked over the top of that amazing mix. Yeah, I did as well. <laughs> well, no, no, I just talked over the top of it, but I was like, ooh! <laughs> this is Patrick Topping with uh, Rocket Fuel. Nice. This is uh, quite new. I think this is from maybe, maybe June? Anyway, um, I like it. The word I get to. E-bike. Oh, got home, tried to DJ. Uh, E-bike had to get charged, got home, started teaching. My decks were stuttering and I just was absolutely miserable. My whole day was ruined. Uh, like, this was what I wanted to do in my day and it was just out gone to the toilet. Jen had gone to work to, to do catch-up stuff. And I just went to bed and thought, <laughs> I was like, I'm just going to go to sleep. So I got to bed, put my headphones on, found something on Netflix, and then Jen called and was like, how's your day going? No oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> and I explained why. My laptop can't cope with the DJing or my decks are broken or something. Yeah. And he's like, well, what do you need? I said, I think I need a new computer that will cope with it. And basically she said, go get one. So I went to the Apple store and bought a MacBook Pro. No. <laughs> so no, no, no. I mean, that is terrible, right? <laughs> Yeah. Well, I like uh, now it's a great day because I've been DJing all afternoon. I love that bit. Yeah. So I've been DJing all day, and then I messaged I messaged Kevin about five o'clock to say, "Hey, are we doing echo chamber?" And he's like, "Yeah." So then I realised, oh wait, I need to actually record a set, and that's when I got on to sorting my songs by beats for a minute. I made it sound like it was a thoughtful process. It was pretty quick. <laughs> the thing about the, uh, the song choices so far in this set, I mean, obviously I've never heard this set because you've only just done it today, but... Um, and one of the things that Armin does very, very well is even if you're in the, you know, mid to higher 30s or even dipping into the 140s, 
I mean, it can put a lot of people off. That, that, that sort of BPM, you know, you really have to be quite like into your, into your, what my mum used to call, dirge, dirge music. Uh, yeah. She no longer does, she listens to all of these, and she's now like, since <laughs> I went to Tomorrowland, and, like, I sort of gave her a bit of an education in, in EDM and dance music and stuff. She absolutely loves it now, she's like, oh, I can't get enough. But my mates, some of my mates who, you know, Back from when I was a kid, that I'm still obviously very, very close to, or a bit like, oh, I don't really like your judge music. So, you know, the faster it gets, the harder it is to please those sorts yeah. of people. Um, but what you're doing very well, which is what Armin does very well, uh, is dipping in and out, dipping in and out, making the beat obvious. So here, yeah, you've got it. But when the when he when he does the kind of the female vocal bits or like it's this bit now drifts off drifts off listen yeah it's not obvious all the way through I found a couple of cool effects on my on my decks so my effects dials I've got touch I've got pressure pinballs yeah. yeah and they're fantastic for just tapping things in and out you know I can I put on delays or echoes or reverb. Uh, or also some some lower high gains on them, and I can just gently ease them in and out. It's really cool. Yeah, I was experimenting. I've got a new, new set I was working on today. Uh, unlike Dave, I, I didn't manage, I didn't manage to get mine finished in the space of <laughs> one hour. <laughs> he can just sort of pull it out of his arse. I'm like, nope, I made a mistake. Go <laughs> over. <laughs> um, Anyway, so that's a bit of old and new stuff in it. Um, uh, yeah, I was experimenting with uh, quite a few of the effects. You get effects bundles with Serato. So I was working yeah. through the Bit Crush, which is like a video game, like dying. Yeah, sort of oh, you would be loving Bit Crush. Well, I know, it, it just kind of explodes the sound up a bit. It sort of distorts. Yeah, I quite like that. Um, but yeah, it got its old package with loads and loads of different ones to use. Probably going to try and work through them. I like this. See, you bring that really heavy beat back in now, just to remind the audience where they are. Yeah. This is actually sounding a lot better than I remember it. <laughs> this is the thing, when you record it, you're, always, you're always very focused on the, the mistakes, but then when you listen it back, you think, well, actually, you know, too fair. And also, Serato does a very good job of um, finishing it, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. I think because you listen to it on headphones as well as the speaker, like, my JBL speaker is just slightly, slightly out from what I'm listening to in the headphones. Uh, and that kind of throws you a little bit. Yeah. And because you use the headphone, like the monitor button, you're listening to one track a lot louder than the other one to get the right beats per minute. And by the time you get them in line, you've heard them out of sync because you're, you're mixing. So but what people hear in the speakers and what reco what's recorded is the end product of that mix, you know? So you've listened to all yourself make mistakes repeatedly for, you know, a minute yeah. leading up to the point of mixing, <laughs> but what they get is yeah. perfect mix out. Oh, let's take a moment here. <laughs> oh, I love this song, shamelessly, I love this song. Let's take a moment. So feel good. 
<laughs> oh, hello. It's like when love takes over means like a Mario Ray pie. <laughs> Bit of girl. I like in this remix, mate. Turn it to me afterwards. Hello, sneaky. Or oh, not yep. so sneaky, but. <laughs> Just boom, boom, boom. Like the beat of the bass. I'm with the bass by Carl Cox. <laughs> that is Carl Cox, isn't it? Yeah. It is. <laughs> He was great in the Daybreak sessions at Tomorrowland, wasn't he? Oh, God, he's, he's growing it every his, his day. His YouTube then, stuff has been great. Was that, was that Dancing in the Rain? Was that that day? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Think with Carl Cox, like, when he does a session, it's not a, oh, this is going to warm us up to this. Like, he does five hours. Yeah. The guy does his 60s, just and just he's still five hours, like, a minimum set. Yeah. To put it into context, each day at Tomorrowland, um, <clears throat> So it's four day festival, Thursday to Sunday. And every day Carl Cox starts with the daybreak session, which is just as people are coming in tomorrow and you know, wandering in. I think he does the Friday daybreak. Oh, it was the Friday, we don't have everything. I think it was the Friday daybreak. On, yeah. on this occasion, the daybreak is about getting people energized, warmed up for the day, you know, like people are probably shaking up uh, a hangover or a, or a shady feeling from the day before and and he uh, and he just sort of picks people up. So on one of the days, I think it was a Friday, we, oh I love this, I know it's come here. Um, he started a daybreak session and he started pissing it down raining. Uh, and myself, Dave, Monique and Jen just stood dancing in the rain on, si on top of a, a massive wooden giant uh, ogre thing that had been like built into the ground. It was like pointing at the sky. It's like a, 20 meters big and we were standing on top of it dancing in the rain it was just next level poetic fucking beautiful moment <laughs> and then all the die runs my neon green shirt it's my neon blue shorts and i ended up looking like a tie-dye <laughs> fucking brilliant well worth it look you could oh no this is a uh, Taking me back to my youth, bitch. Yeah. Shake his cat Nice. I love how you left that face there in the background. Keep it going. Yeah. Connect to nil. I'm actually really impressed with this. What? It's like technically so, so good though as well. Your skills on the, on, on those decks are like absolutely insane. <laughs> your arms are my castle, your so this is our own mix. It's a very good mix.
so a song you can meow to. So I should probably put this into context at a point where where we're not coming up to like a big. We're coming up to a big break. Yeah, I'm not. I'm going to explain that story quite yet. We'll come back to cats later. <laughs> Daybreak, just to get people like energized, oh, yeah. and then other stuff like this, 
I would be, I'd be wanting to hear this like in the early hours when when you're gonna, I don't know, when you go to like a, a closing night set with Armin van Buren or something, and you're just on a hill <laughs> staring at. <laughs> Yeah, this is this is late night now. Now, when I did that mix, I thought, oh, I've, I've made the mistake of going too housey. I should have kept it up like more ethereal. No, you need those dips. You need those dips for people to just have a moment. Because if they were like absolutely trancing out for a bit, and you got to this bit now, you'd be like, ooh, just have a quick breather. You'll wake up with a nasty hangover and risk facing reality. And then straight back in again, see? <laughs> Deep breath and go. Yeah, exactly. Like, that's exactly what you do. Oh, I really like this. What is it? Uh, oh, this I know is this is a song called Facing Reality. Yeah. Mixed with Doom's Night. You'll wake up with an With Doom's Night, yeah. Facing reality. I know it's in the background. I don't know. I don't know. Um, the one that's on top. Facing reality. Yeah. I don't know Facing yeah. Reality, but I know what's in the background. It's about to get awesome. Nice. Oh, do you know what? I'm going to record one for next week now. <laughs> it's fine. You've got to do it last minute. They're yeah. so much better. Just do it last, last minute. minute. Last minute job. Just record one during the week. Oh! Oh! My favourite band of all time! How did you manage to get this one, sir? in the film Cruel Intentions, starring Ryan Philippe, Reese Witherspoon, and Derm Shogala. It's in Placebo. Oh, I love this song. It sounds this really is good. Great. I love the way you make it. I love the way you make it. That's very gratifying for my personal experience in high school. Well, I fell in love with the song because I used a script from this film in a GCSE drama performance, which I got an A star for. And to kiss a girl. And uh, <laughs> it's called Tony Marcus. In case you doubt that, listen. Get in touch. No, I'm joking. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, they're still getting done. Can you wait for Nora to get done? This is great mixing, mate. Great mixing. I'm loving it. <laughs> Wop, wop. I love that wop, wop in the background. It's so difficult to do this. So I didn't, I didn't pre-mix this. Usually, like with the first, with the Journey and Proclaimer song, I had recorded that ages ago. This one I did live. So I'm uh, the placebo song because it's with done like recorded live, not without funny drums. It, there's mistakes in the, in the beat for a minute, you have to manually speed it up and slow it down and keep it inside the electronics. Plus, you're also queuing up the next song. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm saying, your skills are insane from what, you know, from what we both began. And the, the thing about you as well is you're courageous. Like, you just, like, it's a very, uh, 
very simple like concept of like just aiming for what's good enough, right? And you and you are you, you always perform at a level which is good enough. Instead of like I am tempted to try and like record something over and over and over again until I get it absolutely perfect, even if it is an hour and something long. In actual fact, what we should be doing is like telling for what's good enough because there's an honesty and there's a, uh, like a, a sense of fun and bravery in, in just sort of kind of going for it and accepting the fact that you're going to make a couple of like tiny little mistakes like that. Most of the people, 99% of the people in that room when they're dancing along to that music can't hear what, what you hear as a mistake. But it's just brilliant. Yeah. We've all got a lot of lessons to learn from nature. been there for about two, two or three songs now, hasn't it? I like it. Well, the Zebra song's about three minutes. Take a breath moment. Mm. You have to get your audience doing that thing where they're trying to figure out what the uh, what the next song is that's coming in, or you know how long it's going to be until the until the break, and then you know you, there's a lot of mental computations going on at points like this. So you're yeah. like, oh, how long do I have to chill? So this is uh, Ali and Fila. Who are amazing. Uh, we... Yeah. Egyptian um, Egyptian DJs and just absolutely world class. Yeah, so they played uh, Tomorrowland both weekends last year. They had um, a stage, uh, Features in the Regions had a stage, and then they played main stage the following week. That's amazing. He's a nice guy, we've met him, met him haven't you? <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, yes I have, several times. And I didn't think I was the kind of guy who would be starstruck. But apparently I am. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Get a ticket to Tomorrowland! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We didn't ask that, we held back. <laughs> Love this song that you're mixing in here. This is a real, uh, it's almost garagey that you're bringing in. It is, yeah. Mm. Not the version of it that you're using, though. Very clever. So I am. Um, I actually glossed over an Avicii song without you. Oh, um, yeah. Which I originally, when I put the set together, I'm like, oh, I want to play that after Ali Fila. When I was recording, I was just, I, I know the song, and I thought, this is not what I want to go with. And I quickly nipped out to my main library, found this, and put it in the set, and I'm so glad I did, because 
I think we don't use the wrong vibe to come after others, be like in this bit. Yeah. Oh, that's a gratifying bass line with that song. <laughs> oh, and you're bringing the vocals up as well. Like, I was going to say, like, uh, yeah, I want to hear those vocals. Yeah, there it is. Yeah. yeah. You're my reader. <laughs> Toying with your audience. I like I like the punchiness of day and night with the the calmness and, and, and ethereal Mescabee Charlie feel of the song. Uh, I'm just gonna question a Hold on, you're a primary school teacher. What's the describing word? Is that a, is that, what? Is that a noun? What's an the describing adjective? word? Oh, an adjective, sorry. Right, okay. So you just described. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, I'm secondary. I don't need to know that kind of stuff. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, anyway, so the adjective that you just used to describe what was happening in this set was calm. I'd like to question that, David. Um. I'd like to question that. <laughs> On what place do you think this is calm? This is how your brain um, works. This is the this is the thing though. Like, you're like boink boink boink. All the like I love it. It's energetic. It's yeah, energetic. It's infectious. That's what people love about it. And you like this in work, by the way, people who are listening. You're just bouncing around the corridor. Going, I've got ideas. It works. It does. It's absolutely genius and he just brings people along with him. Sorry, uh, 
any Chinese and he didn't speak any English and I thought he wanted me to turn it down because it was annoying him and because he kept looking around and then we stopped at these lights and it was like a real like house mix and he goes he points to the speaker and I said sorry to turn it off he's like no 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 more gesturing for more so I turned it up a little bit and he took out my hand and turned it as loud as it would go <laughs> and then wind all the windows down <laughs> and the traffic lights went green and he started along with my speaker at the window like yeah! That's awesome! <laughs> what, so what there is an audience for house music in China. Um, I'll check, hold on. I want to say it was something like Camel Fat that was on. Oh, right, so you, well, you are. So you weren't listening to an episode of this one, you listened to music and stuff. No, no, no. no. Right, so it's just yeah. music. So it is, so it is exactly what are, what are the best things I find about uh, Egypt? They have um, like a real interest in EDM culture. Like, they've got quite a few festivals, like the Soma Bay Festival, the Heraklion Festival, uh, and the Sandbox Festival in El Gula, which is two of the, two of the most, well, they're private, really, uh, by description. Um, amazing sort of areas of Egypt, like protected sort of um, huge, huge, like, villa compounds. And uh, we, we went to, David and I went to Sandbox, maybe, uh, well, two, 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 two times, and uh, we, we were going to go to Heraklion as well, and we got the opportunity to arrive before we went to China. But they absolutely just embrace, uh, <coughs> embrace it, like, really, really enjoy EDM as a, as a, as a genre here. Driving in taxis on the way home, you know, we're not all on the way to a party. My best one was uh, I had laptop. Because um, obviously I use Serato as my software, but you need to have the deck connected to be able to use four channels. And I was having a, and I always operate normally around about me, and I using four channels and stuff. But um, when it's not connected, when I was in this taxi in Egypt, uh, I was only using two, but the guy was still like, he was like, yeah, plug your AUX in, plug your AUX cable in. And I did, and he, he did exactly what your driver did, was just whack his volume up on the, on the car radio. Absolutely loving it. It's like you know, banging his hands on the wheel, like honking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <as> well. <laughs> Egypt people love. Like, Egyptians love to honk horn. Like it's a, it's a way of communicating on the road. It's not. It's not a. You know, the way we use it in the UK, where which is normally to just kind of have to go, like have a go with people. So he was just like banging his horn, and then all the other cars around were joining in. Oh, it's hilarious. <laughs> So uh, that was on the way to a party. I can't remember what party it was there, but um, I was like practicing the set, but on two channels. Um, yeah, and he was loving it. I love that. I love, I love when you, you know you get into public transport and people just want to have a shared experience. And that's kind of the whole yeah. purpose of partying and DJing all together. It's just decided, you know, uniting under one banner, shared experience, just, just for the love of it. And love of having fun. I think it was a combination of you talking passionately about music and this music in the background. I was tearing up there, Kevin. I must admit, <laughs> I just stopped myself. <laughs> oh! Yes! I used this song at the end of the set. I love this song, Mr. Navigator by Armin Van Buren. I love this song. You can play this at 125, you can play it at 155 beats per minute. And it was an eat like it takes on a multitude of different aggressive meanings. I love it. 
Well done, Armin. And again, it's the punching of Armin with the, with the chill of Alien Villa. Again. I said super big to me. Thank you. <laughs> Such a gratifying song. I feel like this song very absolutely describes what it is like to be ADHD. <laughs> so true. <laughs> If you actually, if you know I have, I've looked at the lyrics, I've tried to do it along with the song, you know I have. <laughs> it is. No, are you making the Daft Punk? Yeah. Oh! If someone just heard a, a massive bang on my microphone because I just jumped up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate! You smashed that! <laughs> it's like aggressive dapper! <laughs> I think it's like a major laser remix or something. No, it's mixing it with fucking... It's the navigator. It makes anything aggressive. <laughs> I'm going to mix the losing grammar with Mr. Navigator and see what happens. <laughs> oh, this is brilliant, mate. It's such a good set. So I was trying to think how to end the set, and I was thinking, how did I start? I started with Journey and the Proclaimers, two uh, fairly old songs, and I wanted to kind of make it feel like you were listening to like your dad's tape in the car, mm. and then you kind of zoned out and came back. You're like kind of woken up, going, "What just happened?" <laughs> and is that, is that using? Easy songs that fit, like stick in people's memories from from times gone by. Yeah. They kind of bring them back round. I love that. I think every that's how people remix songs, isn't it? Like it's, it's the idea of standing on the shoulders of giants. Like all songs are brilliant in their own way, but some songs are brilliant because they 
their remakes of songs that were already brilliant and already like well loved yeah. and amazing. That's what I like about DJ. It's that reinvention, the idea of reinvention. And it, it, it's exactly what you're doing right now. Some people don't like that. I think it's nice. Oh, my dad, my dad would love this. <laughs> I love it. I was raised in the same so we've music as my dad. to the Who. Yeah, <laughs> lovely. Oh, this is also like a... If I was DJ to set, this is what Steve Delaney would walk over and tell me to switch it to in the middle of a set. Look <laughs> <laughs> you know. Uh, so that was... Episode 5 of the Echo Chamber. And it was amazing. Thank you so much, David, for <laughs> taking the time out of your day today among uh, feral children and buying yourself a new laptop and stuff to, to take the time to make this sad. I love that just guitar crunching out in the background. You are a very talented man. That was very enjoyable. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so that was Echo Chamber episode five. Yeah, next uh, uh, episode. Next week for you we, guys. We will be doing my version of Ringer's birthday set, which was, hold on, was that episode one? I'm, getting, I'm losing track now. Episode one was the one that I did for Ringer's birthday this year great well, okay so episode six is going to be my follow-on from day so day, if dave started the evening with a kind of a an energetic sort of makes mine this is my sort of comfort zone i'm moving more into kind of party and a little bit more deeper techno stuff uh, i'm going to save my deeper deeper techno stuff for later because that's that's my I'm very excited to listen to it again. Well, no. <laughs> anyway, so thank you very so much, Dave. That was amazing. See you next week, guys. Thanks for listening. See you next week. <laughs>